Saturday morning, everybody. Welcome back to House Talk Pregame. I'm sports family therapist, Dr. Lauren Pitts. Ronnie's not here with us today. He's off somewhere romping around the shindig. Said he had some business or something that he had to take care of, but <laughs> ain't no telling where Ronnie. He's probably somewhere <laughs> trying to figure out new ways to bash my Dallas Cowboys because that's this type of shenanigans that he gets into when I don't see his face. But anyway, Ronnie, we love you. We miss you. But I'm super, super, super excited, everybody, because these two faces, you've seen these two faces before. They are familiar faces to HT pregame. Have my guest co-host Ted Wright III back with us today. And Carla Debro, woman, where have you been? Where have you been? I've been trying to find myself. <laughs> you haven't any luck. I'm still finding. <laughs> no, I'm finding out that that uh, all is well, all is well, and yeah. just uh, don't be afraid to get on out there. So there it is. Yeah, kick, kick the kick the hinges off of the the discomfort <laughs> of the. I tell folks that this proverbial comfort zone is really uncomfortable, and the the walls of that uncomfortable comfort zone are fear and anxiety. But the the opportunity of more and different and better lies beyond the fear and the anxiety yeah. and you have to get out there into the abyss to to see what god has for you where you're going where he's taking to what you're going to achieve in your next and goodness <laughs> gracious Ted Wright, what's going on with you man how you be being on this I wonderful so story i am so excited to hear carla searching seeking ye shall find so you oh yeah yeah i know i know reveal to you so i'm excited you just look like a kid in a candy store like i don't know what i want to do i'm just open to whatever he's going to send me and that level of excitement is 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 exciting for me so dr pitts to answer your question i've been busy uh help folks are in the workforce down here in maryland to get employed get some of our folks that are want to be gainfully employed or currently underemployed, uh, yeah. opportunities to, to work with companies that are uh, looking to hire them. And uh, especially our return to citizens population as well. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that for those who don't know, April is return to citizens month. So uh, if you know a return to citizen, and if you don't know what that means, it's simply a person who had made a mistake. That's not yep. who they are. They, they yeah. made a mistake, mm-hmm. they did that to society. And now they need an opportunity to come back to be in a yeah. position where they can actually help individuals yeah. uh, get a job. We need to be able to open up the doors for them yeah. and not reject them. So I'm yeah. excited to have some events next month about that. And yeah. uh, outside of that, life is grand. Um, I got to throw in a plug, Dr. Pitts, for Howard University. Uh, All right, Bison. Bison, <laughs> they, uh, they went to the NCAA, the men. Uh, they actually got to the March Madness. They represented, nice. won the conference, the MEAC, and won the tournament, which gave them representation as a 16 seed to play Kansas. And obviously, they didn't win, but that's okay. I want to give kudos to them. Got there. I do their PA announcing for them, so I watched them all season. And lastly, this is something a lot of people don't know because we're in a uh, the Howard University swim team. Okay. Swimming diving team. Let me tell you who they are. They won the they won the conference championship. They're the only HBCU with the swim program, and wow. they're all black. The team, coaches, and staff. 
Wow. University of Texas called them because they're having more people at their meets mm -hmm. than they are, which is Shut a good the front one. door. Get out of here. Come on now. Look up how university swim team. That's a historic uh, time in our in, in, in the area in a sport that we really have never been uh, recognized in. So I'm telling you, it's that. nothing funny stuff. I just want to throw out some good news, Dr. Pitts, about what's going on. <laughs> you know what? That reminds me of when the Denzel Washington's movie, The Great Debaters, and how the debating, 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 and they were debating all HBCUs, but they were doing such an extraordinary job, even though they had the issue with, with Oklahoma, the mm -hmm. state, I think it was, that, that, that they debated and didn't do well. But Harvard, Harvard responded and was like, come on. Mm -hmm. And they, they won and ended up being undefeated for 10 years. That is extraordinary. That's great. And it's mm -hmm. so exciting. And it's swimming is that sport. Like I, I so desperately wanted Andre to, to consider going to college on a swimming scholarship because this boy was swimming with uh, lifeguard strength at the age of 12. Like he's a phenomenal, phenomenal swimmer. And I'm like, you know that can save me some money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that could, could help your mom and dad out in, mm -hmm. in making this a little easier journey. But I, but I, I love that you mentioned that because so oftentimes, what do our kids do? And when I say our kids, I mean our, our kids of color, right? Football, basketball, baseball. Most of the time, right. it's football or basketball, right? Mm -hmm. But when you think about those out of the box lacrosse, oh, especially lacrosse, you, yeah, you know, Bowling. volleyball. Bowling, yeah. golf, swimming. <sighs> Lacrosse so will put work. you in some of the best schools in the country. <laughs> that that is a little known. I don't know if everybody knows that, but mm -hmm. I was in the Northeast coaching Division Three mm -hmm. uh, basketball, and some of the best schools had lacrosse. Wow! 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 That that may be something for us to tease out because what I mean. <sighs> When you consider some of the environments that mm -hmm. our children are coming from, their schools don't have lacrosse teams. Mm -hmm. So right. there, there's room there. But to to the point of what you were saying, Ted, you know what? Where does a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. There, there's there's a way to get our children connected to these resources. And when I think about all of the different athletic camps, because we're approaching summer camp time, right? Those applications are out there now and you're filling them out and getting ready to go. And I tell parents all the time, stop letting your child, sit, stop pressing them out to work a part-time job all summer. Not saying that they shouldn't, but there's more, they got the rest of their life to work. Build them up. There's so much additional exposure and culture that they can get from attending these various athletic camps. And you never know. The coach yeah. might see something in you. You mess yeah. around and get a scholarship to a prep school, a boarding prep school that mm -hmm. has a phenomenal lacrosse team that can get you to Harvard, Yale, Oxford, Stanford, Columbia, and what, come on now. We, we, we have to be willing, and we're gonna talk about it with our tough topic today, right? <laughs> we, we, here, man. We got to be willing to entertain the, the possibilities for more and different and better beyond what we see going on every day. I mm. remember growing up thinking, and, and people hear me talk about my family all the time. Yeah. I wouldn't have wanted to be born to any other family, good, bad, and indifferent. 
I love being a Pitts. I love the Pitts family. I love the lineage and my roots. However, there were things that were going on around me every day in Salem County, New Jersey, Salem City, Quentin Township, Woodstown, Lower Alloways Creek. I hear folks say, come on now, Lauren. Elsinboro, <laughs> Lower Alloways Creek, Bridgeton, Vineland, Millville, you know, all of these communities that made up our day to day. And what was so clear to me, you two, is there's more than this. Mm-hmm. There is more than this. Mm-hmm. And I want it. Not yeah. so that I can say that I'm so muchy much, but because as a child of God, I believe that it was his will for me to experience more and different and better so that I could teach, speak, and write to reach kids of today that are looking around saying, well, she can do it. I know I can do it. If he can do it, I know I can do it. And, and recognize that I never snapped air football. <laughs> never. I'm waiting to see Carla get that football back there in that case. I want to see. Yeah, man. Like, where is that football? (laughs) There it is. It's back there. Hey, hey, preach, preach, preach. Hey, the the, hey. Speaking of camps, the PGA has a wonderful youth program. I had to put that in. I had to put that in for girls and boys. But girls and boys. And yes. the thing is, right, we're so, our kids are so focused on one sport. They become, yeah. you. we used to play in the streets. Our parents mm-hmm. didn't know where in the hell we, heck we were most of the time. <laughs> most of the time, you yeah. know, we, we either play basketball uh, or we got tired of basketball, played uh, we play football in the street. We play, uh, we had a sport that, that's called one hop. Uh, mm. it, it's too complicated for me this way. It was baseball, but mm. with whatever bat and ball we could find at the time. And we had our little rules uh, mm-hmm. that caused us to run and, and just be creative. Yes. So I think that's what's missing um and 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 today's kids we hold them so tight we want mm-hmm. them to we want to direct their every move yeah move and therefore not leaving room for god to create within them yeah that's I, real i agree with that's you real. carla it, it, it's like sometimes parents are trying to live vicariously through their kids sometimes and it's like ronnie says that all the time it's it's i didn't do it so I made all the mistakes. So I'm going to help you mm-hmm. avoid all of them so you can get mm-hmm. there. They got to make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 I understand mm-hmm. that the compassion that you don't want your kid to go through some things. But mm-hmm. sometimes if you talk to them, you may find that they're not really interested in that, but they mm-hmm. may be interested in this. But because mm-hmm. you're so focused on this and you're pushing mm-hmm. this agenda, yeah. they can't stand up to their parents and really say, I don't want to do that. I'm not really yeah. interested. I'm just doing it because you want me to do it. Right. Yeah. And so I think if they get more exposure to other sports that they never may have seen on television, which because mm-hmm. you only see the three major ones on television was baseball, mm-hmm. basketball, and football. But yeah. what about the other stuff? The only time you see that is during the Olympics. 
Right. Throwing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, so, I got another one, though. Okay. I got another one that nobody thinks of. Um, I, I don't particularly agree with this, but gaming. Yeah. People are making kids. I mean, kids are making a lot of money with gaming. So my niece in particular wanted to be a gamer and Mm -hmm. she already had her Twitch account. She had some followers Mm -hmm. and she's over 20. And but her parents wanted her to get her degree, which she was Mm -hmm. not interested. She's an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, now she's working in the bank, but she got her type. Ta- she finished her tattooing um, mm-hmm. uh, license or whatever. Or, mm-hmm. So, you know, y- you can't push kids into doing what you want them to do. No. And, and that ties into our, our topic today. <clears throat> folks found on that in a minute. So, folks, today we're talking about athletic career bus, the power of negative thinking. Negative external or internal psychological factors can lead to mental blocks causing breaks in focus and preparation. Put some emphasis on that preparation piece. Poor performance and at times injuries to the athlete. They can produce physical disruptions such as muscle tightening, shaking, and increased perspiration. That's a big deal. And we're going to expound on that in a minute. But first, I want to shine the spotlight because Ms. Deborah here. <laughs> the CIAA Hall of Fame inductee extraordinaire hey. about the CIAA Hall of Fame. CIAA Hall of Fame, man. This is it, it, it was great. It was a surprise. Um, I was uh involved with um a great program at Hampton led by the the awesome and great uh James Sweat mm. uh lieutenant colonel retired and uh this weekend uh next weekend actually will be uh our Hampton in- induction so um great couple uh great ladies um and uh just great program yeah and uh, I'm honored to be uh associated with it Congratulations, yes. Carl. Thank you. Thank you. That's good girl, stuff. Right? Girl, I need, yeah. I need to see some film on you, girl. You <laughs> well, well, for that particular team, I was a I was a student student assistant, uh uh reliving uh going through my <laughs> my super senior year. So when you when you when you think about this whole idea mm-hmm. of the power of negative thinking, um, you know, I want to circle back to what we were talking about first and foremost, where the parents are concerned, right? Carla, you were a, a, an athlete, you're a coach, and you just said something really powerful about how important it is for parents, um, and Ted, you said too, to to not live vicariously through their children or to push their children to do what they want them to do. And I want to connect to this before we jump headfirst into this discussion. I had a client who is a former scholar athlete tell me yesterday, and it, and, and I'm, it just hurt my heart. The individual said, Dr. Pitts, my parents don't even know me. My parents don't even know me. They don't they were so busy pushing me 
to do what they wanted me to do that they didn't take the time to get to know me they didn't even care about what I really wanted to do what I really wanted to do and what I'm really passionate about and today that individual is 29 years of age and the relationship with the parents is strained because of that that relationship Mm -hmm. of trying to live vicariously through the individual and my way or the highway so to speak and Mm -hmm. and what I'm learning from a lot of my clients is parents are really manipulative of course yeah they're really 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 (laughs) manipulative and I'm like I didn't parent like that I just I just didn't can, and, can and you, I don't think it's malicious, and, and that's be that that's be fair not, to the yeah. parents. It, I don't think I don't think that they're malicious. It's a malicious intent behind no. it. Uh, it. It has goodwill to it, but mm-hmm. it's just not a proper practice because I just believe you're not right. really giving the, the child an opportunity right. to talk, expose themselves, and what they right. think. And right. it's just that you're gonna put them in a box and say you have to work within right. this right. space. Yeah, and that's what your parameters yeah. are. Yeah. You know, in, in that, I, I think period that not as uh, a black people, but as people, mm-hmm. we, we, even though we are Christian society, I just don't think we really understand um, really the, uh, the true Christian tenets or what mm-hmm. uh, ha- that, that everyone has a inner being that's speaking to them mm-hmm. uh, that allows them to be free. Um, because we're always trying to please others. Mm-hmm. If we didn't try to please others, we would truly be free because we would speak our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, in in you know, in the story of the young man who's 29 and 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 you know, talking about saying that his parents don't understand him, and mm-hmm. you know, at some point, because we we all have things that happen to us as children. Mm-hmm. that we have to get over we yeah. we have to forgive ourselves number Same. one Bef- mm-hmm. before we can you know I, I have a lot of grievances against my parents or at least I did mm-hmm. but once I get to a certain age you gotta take responsibility and and forgive yourself um yeah. because that's the only way love is going to come into your heart is to like yourself that's right get to know yourself mm-hmm because no one's going to know you unless you know you, no matter how you want them to know you, mm-hmm. you don't know, if you don't know yourself, that, that's uh, know and love yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the thing. Yeah. And we got to give parents some grace because yeah. none of us exactly. have a manual, no <laughs> manual or, or, or a blueprint on how to parent. Yeah. I mean, you basically <laughs> learned it from how you were parented. Right. Took some variation whether you watered it down or mm-hmm. you amped it up, depending mm-hmm. on who you are. Mm-hmm. Then you took that into the next generation. Yeah. The times are changing. Right. So therefore, sometimes our approaches need to change. Right. And I think now is a time of kids don't want to be told <laughs> what to do. We need to teach our children how to think. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I agree with how that. How you too. do that? Mm-hmm. You do that through life lessons and situations and you coach and advise at certain points mm-hmm. in their life. And at the teenager yeah, sure. age, you yeah. you can guide their thoughts and give them an opportunity to come up with the answer 
So mm-hmm. they feel empowered that, wow, my parents gave me the space to, mm-hmm. to figure this out on my own, mm-hmm. but they were there support to give me things to think about so I could make the decision versus them telling me what I had to do. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ted, I mean, have you thought about the fact, I mean, I really didn't think about this till, till, till um, you know, late in my life. Think how young your parents were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, when yeah. my 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 parents were nineteen and twenty, at nineteen and twenty, I was mine too. Like, yeah, yeah no, no, <laughs> <laughs> right? They they yeah. nineteen and twenty, they had a house, a car, and two kids. You yeah. know, yeah. so yeah. How, how, they had pressure, and you yeah. know, could I even had handled that pressure at that yeah. age? Uh-huh. So yeah, I had to give them grace. Yeah. <laughs> People are doing the best that they can sometimes. From who they, I know with, you know that. Who they are and where they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You got to locate people. Yeah. When we yeah. locate where they are, then we will be in a better position to be able to help them and yeah. find out exactly what they need to go to the next stage. So, mm-hmm. yep. Indeed. I tell my clients that um, everybody has a backstory. And that's why one of the, the major pillars of my work clinically is literally in the consultation, I inform my clients that there's going to be no judgment or criticism in our work together because I hold myself accountable for meeting each and every client in a place of common humanity with an open mind and an open heart. But not just do I do that clinically, I do that in my personal life as well. And my encouragement to each and every one of my clients is to do that to each other and other people too. Because what do we know it as Christians right there, but the grace of God go I. So it's recognizing that, and you said it said exactly where I say it. It's like, you know, particularly when, when folks come in and they have grievances with their, their parents or, or whomever, I say, well, you know, did you ever stop to think that they really were doing the best that they could for who they were and where they were at any particular point in time in their life. And mm-hmm. if you can imagine, people argue me down about that, right? So I have this little activity that I do. I'll pick up the little tablet that's laying <laughs> to my right and I'll say, well, when was the last time you met someone that when they got up in the morning, they pulled their little tablet out of their nightstand and, and they used it as a checklist and said, how many different ways can I disrespect, disregard, you know, belittle, degrade, demean, abuse, neglect, mistreat people that I love and care about. I said, how many parents do you know that woke up one day and said, you know, I think I'm going to have me some kids and I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to screw them up. Because you know what? I want them to hate me. Y'all know. My husband is like, I'm I'm unorthodox in some of the approaches that I take with my clients because I need to be able to to speak their language. I need Mm -hmm. to be able to connect with them and relate to them in a way that makes sense to them. And when you present problems and conflict that way, it's like, no, I hadn't thought about that. But you treat them, you treat them as if they woke up one day and said, you know what? I'm going to have these kids. I'm going to mess them You treat your, your partner as if. You treat your coach as if. You Ooh. treat your teammate as if. They woke up in the morning, pulled out their handy-dandy checklist and said, how many different ways can I 
mistreat this person. Mm -hmm. And it offers a completely different perspective. And here's what I want to say to that. This is what I want to lead in with. And I'm going to conclude with a question that I would like for you both to respond to. In that vein, where your thoughts go, your energy flows. <sighs> Wherever your energy goes, you'll be abundant in that energy, no matter if it's expansive or contractive. So your ability to shift your attention creates your perception and your perception creates your experience. With that in mind, how does attitude affect athletic performance? Gosh. Go ahead, Carla, you, you rubbing your hands. Go ahead and tell <laughs> This, I mean, it's called, I mean, law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So, you know, stinking thinking yeah. leads to a, a, a stinking uh, result, right? No matter how good you are, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you think, if you, if you practice, practice, um, you know, that game in your head with a positive attitude, you know, right? That one mistake, you wipe it off, um, off your uh, memory when when you're on the court right you no longer think of it but you know all is well and that you 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 have practice you 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 have the good mental game it's gonna things are gonna end well mm-hmm. i mean that's is it that that energy that especially in the team's um environment that energy is synergistic mm-hmm. and it's almost like I'm talking uh, about basketball. It's almost like five versus seven. Mm. You know, if if you have that synergy just rolling, that positive synergy. Mm-hmm. And but if you have that one person not believing, um, I didn't get in the game. Um, I didn't get enough playing time. Then that culture will break apart. It's mm. it's it's oh man, it's it's very important. And mm-hmm. it's very important for that leadership to build everyone up mm-hmm. from that, from the last person on the bench, because that last person on the bench can be that energy person that brings that energy on the court. Nice. Doesn't have to be a 20, 30 point score. They can just be that energy person that gets that important rebound. Yeah. Because you build them up. You don't tear them down. You built them up. Mm-hmm. And when time comes, Hey, go get that rebound. And they get it. And you win the game on that. They may only have that one rebound, but that was an important rebound. Man, because you built them up, they believe that they can actually get that. They believe the importance of their role. That's good. Yeah. So that's, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I love it. I love that. I, I love that, um, uh, that subject. Yeah. I love your time. passion and your response. <laughs> you know, I was, look, I was ready to say, am I, am, am I at a uh, conference? <laughs> Listen to uh, somebody up on stage talking. <laughs> but no, I, I'll add to that, Dr. Pitts, that um, as a man thinketh, so is he. So, is he. Yeah, so is. if you think you're a failure, you are. Yeah. If you think you're a winner, you are. Right. But whatever right. you think is what you are. So it, the whole <laughs> thing, I'm, I'm, it's about how do you feel about yourself? 
Mm -hmm. If you put in a practice, like Carla said, you did the work, you didn't mm -hmm. cheat the game. Mm -hmm. Now it's just a time of executing what you've already been practicing and you have to have mm -hmm. the confidence that you've done it at a level that I can mm -hmm. make whatever adjustments I need to make to mm -hmm. still be able to be successful. Mm -hmm. However, my success is not dictated by outcomes. Right. Mm. I'm going to win every game. Yeah. Speak okay, to that. So yeah. I want to win every game. I'm going to mm -hmm. prepare to win every game. And I'm going to go in every game with the expectation to win. Mm -hmm. However, I may not win. How mm -hmm. do I respond to that mm -hmm. when I felt like I've given everything and mm -hmm. still came up short? Wow. So my thing is, it's it's all about developing a positive attitude, being mm -hmm. around the right people, mm -hmm. talking the, 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 the energy of winning or mm -hmm. putting forth your best effort. Mm -hmm. And my concern sometimes, and I'm talking Little League and our young folks, mm -hmm. <clears throat> I think they take sports a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. They're real serious. Mm -hmm. lost to not the about kid, fun anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun. The kid ain't nothing, but it's the response of the parent when they lose. Girl, you know you got to work harder. All the referees <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's and I'm saying to myself, what are we teaching? Right. They don't even care. They like, oh, yeah. we lost. Let's just go get a hamburger. Right, right. <laughs> lost, lost the NBA right. championship, and it was this big thing. And I think we put too much weight on that. Right. And I think we need to really be concerned with with helping our kids mentally understand it's it's about playing the game, having fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you win, you win some, and you lose some, and you mm -hmm. be a good sport about it. And I think that piece helps us to be able to help our children understand that I can still be friends with you, even though we were competitive on the court. Mm -hmm. That's right. We may hit a couple elbows or whatever, but at the end of the day, I ain't got to go out and shoot you or whatever. <laughs> we have a camaraderie here. And right. so when we leave the court, yeah. we boys. But when right. we're on the court I'm, I'm on the field, I'm going to show <laughs> you up. It's, we, we're yeah. not necessarily friends here. Right. So right. I think that it's, it's a it's a issue of them making sure that they have the right uh, positive mindset to yeah. go into the game in the beginning. Hey, Ted, uh, I want to go back to what you said, which is a very important point uh, that I would like to expand on, is that winning and losing shouldn't matter. It's, it is the process, right? Because when you're in the game and no matter what the outcome, you never know what what the effects of that game mm -hmm. could create down the line. Mm -hmm. It may be, you know, knowledge for the next game. It may be knowledge in life to know that persistence yeah. is the way to improve. Um, you know, I I coached one of my first coaching jobs was at uh, Yeshiva in, in Atlanta. And, you know, that in that league. We had some, we played against some very good teams, very with tall athletes. <laughs> and the tallest of my kids was about five, five, right? So what we did in practice every day was we we worked on certain moves and we didn't win. I don't think we won a game, right? Mm -hmm. But the highlight of that season, in fact, we improved. I had one of my smallest kids um, <laughs> make a move on a very tall player. Mm -hmm. You know, she caught the ball, pump fake, took one dribble to the left, and jump shot, swish. Wow. Nice. And 
we were losing by 30 or 40. But mm. that in itself was a victory yeah. because that improvement throughout the year was, I mean, that was evident. They couldn't do that at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So to your point, you never know what persistence and mm-hmm. and and positive attitude and and practicing the correct way will get you. So, mm-hmm. Ted, you said something too that provoked a, a, an additional thought on me, and I'm gonna throw you a curveball. But I know you're gonna catch it. I know you're gonna catch it. You're gonna catch it with a big old <laughs> smile on your face. A lot of our and, and what comes to mind is Jalen Hurts, because everybody knows he's a Q. He pledged Omega. He loved his purple. Mm-hmm. A lot of our athletes are considering pledging. And mm-hmm. I know you've made it very clear on how you feel about hazing and what have you, but we know that it happens. What I want to zero in on, though, and have you speak to is the mental toughness and resilience that is required of a pledgee. And when you look at so many athletes who have pledged, can can you connect the dots for for those uh, listeners that we have that are sort of on the fence about whether or not they want to pledge and not knowing whether or not they can do that and and still handle the demands of their, their athletic responsibilities as well? I can speak to that. Yes. Um, well, I knew you could. <laughs> First of all, uh, I will will say that uh, being a part of a Greek organization has yeah. has some great advantages long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Plug and obviously, it's about what you give to the organization. It's not about what you extract. Mm-hmm. And most mm-hmm. of all of them, even though we kind of had this little competitive thing, the cues better than the cat, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. we we do all of that because we wear different colors. But all of our missions are pretty much the same. So yeah. the, the the tenets of each one of the organizations, to include the sororities have all helpful based on mm-hmm. God centered messages to help your community, help the world change and mm-hmm. make problems better. And we mm-hmm. live as a happy go lucky society. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a, uh, how do we get into these organizations has been kind of misconstrued on, and I think it's been watered down away from what the founders of each one of the organizations really had intended. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mental aspect, for example, like a athlete who, because I actually was not online when I was, when I was actually going through um, pledging at the time. Mm-hmm. So actually, let me think about that. No, we did it in March. So mm-hmm. we did it in uh, winter so, mm-hmm. or in the early spring. Mm-hmm. But we did have uh, brothers who did it in the fall. And, and it is taxing because outside of football, which is a lot of uh, effort and, and things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. They are brothers sometimes can be a little tougher on those brothers because they weren't there because they have these, they, they have other obligations. Mm-hmm. They're trying to compact your process into the short window of time that you have available. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's a lot of information that they're expecting you to know. And mm-hmm. not only are you learning plays, game plans for the season, your re- workout regimen, which you're there on scholarship for, mm-hmm. but I want this over here too. So I think I think that there's a you you have to be doubly uh, mm-hmm. tough here to be able to separate all that stuff. Now mm-hmm. the physical part of it, most of the athletes, and and it shouldn't be anything. I'm talking about just like hey, you got to run a mile. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's about getting you in shape and and all okay. that. So it has a physical component for it 
to it mm -hmm. for you to get better at your health. Mm -hmm. But so the athlete, that part is not really difficult for them because they are mm -hmm. always training. They're always uh, in shape. Mm -hmm. So for someone who may be low overweight and we're trying to help you to kind of get in some shape, mm -hmm. they might push you a little hard to kind of speed up the process for you. So that those type of hazing activities are concerning. Mm -hmm. And I'm just hoping that the, the brothers and sisters that are listening, yeah, yeah. this is a different time and era. Yeah. I know what we did in the 70s and 80s and all that. But I want, this is what I really want to hopefully have these organizations here. If I'm in 2023 and I want to join your organization, it's not my fault that the organization's process has changed from when it was when you were doing it. Okay? Yeah. So you can't have the expectation of a 1980 process in 2023. Mm. And just because I don't do it the way you did it, you look at me like I didn't necessarily mm. get the full Monty or I didn't go through everything like you did. And so you treat mm. me. I didn't write my process. I just came in 2023 seeking this organization mm. for its benefits and mm. how I could serve the organization. Mm -hmm. But when you start measuring timelines and all that stuff i think that's what we're starting to get twisted mm -hmm. today is too is it's so much going on with uh lawsuits and and um, mm -hmm. cameras yes. and and people yeah. just infiltrating organizations just to bring them down because they just want to bring up something mm -hmm. so my concern is our organization has been around since 1911 <clears throat> right so for my grandchildren to go to Bowie State to see a remnant of Epsilon Sigma chapter, I need these young brothers and sisters and these organizations. You have to think about the future of the organization, not what you want today, okay? Mm -hmm. Because eventually the organization can be taken away yeah. and it's never even, like it never even existed. You can't even speak of it. It can't do anything to help people. What yeah. are we doing? And so my, my plea is, Let's look at the bigger picture, Greeks, and understand mm -hmm. that our brothers and sisters need to be taken care of. There's mm -hmm. other ways that we can get the maximum out of them as far mm -hmm. as their, their input with the organization and creating a brotherhood and sisterhood without the physicality piece. So, thank you. Okay. So, what's the flip side of the coin? What, um, as, as both of you being former athletes and, and even the work that you both did beyond you know your involvement in sports what impact does negative thinking have on the athlete um, they'll be coming to you dr pitts after a while <laughs> right, <laughs> right that's a dark hole that leads to dr pitts yeah, it is. and mm -hmm. um i just think that when you think negatively you you're you're ne never going to get the the uh, the results that you're looking for for number mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. you're going to become a person who's blaming other people for those mm -hmm. outcomes and never mm -hmm. going to accept any responsibility yourself right and eventually it, it becomes uh mentally um bothering you that i'm not winning the world's mm -hmm. against me and it just leads to a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. mental health issues that mm -hmm. cause people to act out mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. they need to be heard and how mm -hmm. they do that Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm sure you in, in your meetings with different clients, mm -hmm. you've probably been shocked at some of the, the outpours or what people have actually done 
to say, mm -hmm. hey, I'm here and I have a problem. Right. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree to, to your point, Ted. Um, it's the constant uh, losing, you lose your power because mm -hmm. um, thinking negative is it's, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, you start with one thought and then you, you create a whole nother mm -hmm. story, how the world is against you, how mm -hmm. something's going to happen, if this going to happen, mm -hmm. if this happens, is is you create stories. And as you, Dr. Pitts, as you stated before, it, I mean, you're going to, the, the universe will show you evidence of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will show you evidence of your thoughts. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I mean, I, I'm laughing because I catch myself sometimes thinking and writing a whole narrative mm -hmm. of, of those thoughts. And then when I catch it, I'm like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the important thing is, uh, is catching it. So I, I got a question for you, Dr. Pitts. Sure. How do we, I mean, cause th this conversation is, is very elevated. So mm -hmm. how do you teach kids, say, starting at at eight? Because from zero to seven mm -hmm. or zero to when they go to school, mm -hmm. kids thinks they, that they, they have positive attitudes. Mm -hmm. Something happens during school, mm -hmm. right? So as a parent or for me as an auntie and, and people who have kids in my life, Mm -hmm. How do I begin to speak about positive thinking or be that example without preachy, being preachy, where it, it kind of connects? Because this could be preachy. It, it can be preachy. I'm so glad you asked, because that's a great segue to what I was going to, to the illustration I was going to do. You're not even psychic. So regardless of what age you are. Mm -hmm. There is a concept that I introduce to my clients, and I'm actually going to give it to you in its most elementary state to prove your point about mm -hmm. the, the agent and not being preachy. It's called a chain breaking activity. Okay. And where kids are concerned, you can actually do it. You can, whether it's taking paper and making a chain or getting a, a plastic chain from the dollar store and taking mm -hmm. the links apart. Link number one, little Johnny, what is something that's happened to you that made you afraid or that hurt your feelings? Little Johnny gonna be able to tell you, well, when mommy told me, whatever the case may be, <laughs> or when Charlie told me that I couldn't get it and that I sucked and they, whatever. So I'm going to, and I'm going to give it to you in child terms and I'm going to give it to you in adult language. Okay. Mm -hmm. So chain one is identifying a current or historical experience that has caused you to experience pain or fear. Mm -hmm. Chain link number two, what exactly is the fear that you have because of that experience? So for a kid, so remember you said that it really hurt your feelings when Chucky didn't invite you to his birthday party. Did that make you afraid too? Well, yeah, I'm afraid that nobody wants to be my friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I'm afraid that nobody's going to like me. 
I'm afraid that I'm not going to have friends. I'm afraid that I'm not going to have a girlfriend. I'm afraid that people are going to think that I'm not cool. I'm afraid that people are going to think that I'm corny. I'm afraid that people are going to think that I'm a mama's boy. I'm afraid that people are going to think that I'm and fill in the blank, Mm -hmm. right? Adults, fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, fear of failure, fear of fear of being judged, fear of being criticized. Say it again. A fear of success. Fear of success, fear of getting cut, fear of losing my starting spot, fear of my scholarship being pulled, fear Mm -hmm. that I'm going to be benched. Chain link number three. How does that make you feel about yourself? That's the child language. How do you feel about you? adult language what type of negative feelings do you have about yourself i feel stupid i feel dumb i feel ignored i feel like i'm not important i feel like nobody loves me i feel like nobody cares about me i don't feel heard i feel dismissed i feel unimportant i feel insignificant and i'm interchanging the adult and the child language right okay here's where it gets real real funky the fourth chain link How does what happened, your fears and the negative feelings that you have about yourself, how does that make you talk and act? Hmm. Or in adult language, how does that inform how you express yourself and how you behave? I get mad and I keep getting kicked out of class because I ain't gonna have nobody disrespecting me and I got suspended for fighting because he John ain't gonna be talking slick to me. He don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna beat him down. <laughs> how does that inform how you so you're expressing yourself like the tough guy? You're mm-hmm. expressing yourself like you ain't no punk. You expressing yourself like people gonna respect you. Don't y'all know who I am? And you're <laughs> behaving like a bully. Mm-hmm. You're behaving like somebody who's really scared to death. You're behaving like somebody who knows it all. You're behaving like you're the best player on the court or the field or the baseball. You're you're behaving in all of these and expressing yourself in all of these negative ways. Here's where it gets even funkier. That fifth chain link, how does that inform what you say to yourself about yourself? Adult language, what's your negative self-talk related to those experiences, those fears, the negative feelings you have about yourself and how you express yourself and behave. Because what do we know to be true? Especially where the expressing yourself and the behavior piece is concerned. What do people say? Ah, I did it again. Mm-hmm. Now it's reinforcing the fact that I feel stupid. It's reinforcing the fact that I feel like a failure. It's reinforcing the fact that I feel like I'm going to get benched. It's reinforcing the fact that I feel like I'm nothing. I'm reinforcing the fact of all, it's all, it's so convoluted, but it's linking these chains together that that negative conversation that you have with yourself I knew I couldn't do it mm. I knew they were going to think I was stupid I knew I was going to strike out I knew I was going to miss the free throws I knew you know Ronnie clowns me all the time by my cowboys I knew I was going to throw another interception you, you see what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't going to make it to the Super Bowl I knew I wasn't going to make it to the Super Bowl <laughs> I knew we weren't going to make it past the 49ers I knew it I knew it I knew it I knew it <laughs> I knew I was going to get cut. Here's 
where it gets really, 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 really deep. I want you to envision the chain that the kids use to hook their bicycle to the little rack out in front of the school. There's a plastic cord a lot of times that runs through the links. Guess what that is? It's your interpretation of your experience. Mm -hmm. And your interpretation of your experience is what can be your enemy. Because a lot of times what these kids are doing and what adults are doing is they think that that experience is who they are, not what happened to them. So they allow that experience to define them. They allow, they, they carry that experience like it's their name. Mm. They carry that experience like it's who they are now. So you end up thinking and feeling and behaving and acting as if that interpretation is your truth when in actuality it's a lie it's a bold-faced lie so when you're dealing with kids what you say is chucky what would be different if i told you that how you thought about what happened and not going to charlie's birthday party was a lie. Well, Miss Carla, I, I'm not dumb. I, I can have some friends. I, hmm. I throw my own birthday party and not invite Charlie. You know, kids do, right? <laughs> yeah, my own birthday party. And I'm going to have my birthday party at main event. Almost, I ain't going to invite him. <laughs> everybody gonna come and they gonna still be talking about my birthday party when we get to 10th grade because my birthday party was gonna be all that <laughs> changed the whole uh, changed the whole yeah uh, yeah changed the whole process uh -huh. oh man that's helpful great that's analogy helpful. thank you yeah, yeah. and, and you know what i think the child event the child talk is better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. simpler because I mean, I mean, from what I've been learning, you're talking to the child anyway. Right. Even, yeah, right. You're talking to the wounded soul of the adult. Yeah. 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 And you're gonna get and, back when you touch that button with an adult. Mm -hmm. They're gonna send some smoke back your way sometimes oh, yeah. as a result. Because they oh, yeah. will fight you for their foolishness. Yeah. And, and it's it's so funny you say yeah. that because you know, whether I'm working with one of my, my athletes or I'm working with just, you know, regular everyday folks. So, you know, I, I put disclaimers out there when I first add people to my caseload so that when I hit them with the curveball, the fast pitch curveball, then I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? <laughs> so I literally, and I remind people throughout the process, I'm not going to say or do anything to disrespect you. And I'll hold you accountable for as much as you allow me to. So what I have said to clients, to your point, Ted, that come into session and just wow out, I'll stop. And I literally, just like you do with a child, because mm -hmm. I don't, I corporal punishment wasn't there. My thing, my son can count on three hands how many times, I, three fingers, how many times I put my hands on. I'll sit back and they're, I mean, just ripping each other's face off. And they'll pause and I'll say, let me know when you're willing to be an adult again. Ooh. Right now, your wounded child is speaking. 
and I'm not dismissing the pain that your wounded child is in. But what I am saying is, in order for us to get where you said you wanna go, your wounded child can't have control. And people, you know, there's people, I had a client shut down on me the other day and, and did just what little kids do and just refused to talk. I said, so we're done today? Yes. Okay, that's fine. But at the end of the day, behaving like a petulant child is not gonna get you the results that you want. There has to be a willingness to lovingly and gently confront the wounded child and say, hey, we need to be an adult today. And make a, I tell people all the time, healing requires forgiveness, mm -hmm. maturity, mm -hmm. wisdom, mm -hmm. empathy, mm -hmm. humility, mm -hmm. maturity among a bunch of other things, you know, it requires active listening. It requires a number of different things, but you have to be willing mm -hmm. to get beyond the fear and the anxiety that's associated with all the toxicity of your uncomfortable comfort zone and recognize that your healing, that your deliverance, your freedom lies beyond that discomfort mm -hmm that you have become so familiar with that you're willing to sit in it because you don't know the discomfort that's associated with growth and healing. So you just stay in this, the quicksand. And what I say is it's up to you. It's, it's in its simplest form, it's about choices. Transforming the positive thinking or the negative thinking to the positive thinking Mm -hmm. It's a choice with every single solitary decision. Right. It, it's going to require you, and this is what I want to, in the instance of time, it requires a willingness to confront your negative self-talk. Mm -hmm. Can you both speak to that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it, it does. Because first you got to recognize it. Once, I mean, because everyone has these thoughts, mm -hmm. but how far do you go with them? How quickly do you recognize them? Right. You know, and, and then come up with a better thought. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is uh, come on this show is because, you know, I am playing at this game mm. of being free to love myself, being free mm -hmm. to talk positively about myself because my whole basketball career, coaching career is, is full of negative talk because I thought that's how mm -hmm. I had to do. I had to uh, succeed. So yeah, yeah, this is, is very, very good show. I, I appreciate you uh, letting me come on. You know, that's home. <laughs> you always welcome here. You got a key? Just come whenever you want. <laughs> I just pop on. <laughs> just pop on. <laughs> Get yourself something to eat and drink. The cloak of, of negativity is a heavy one to wear. Say that, yeah. And it's um, it's most people feel victim, like they're a victim. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. And they don't see themselves as a product being made or being developed. And so nobody really wants to go through the developmental piece. They just want to kind of stay and hope Mm -hmm. everything works out. And it Mm -hmm. it requires you to to think differently about your situation. So, you know, we use always use the analogy of the glass, how you view the glass. Is it half full or is it half empty? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's it's about what you speak out there and what you believe. So yeah. I'm in a place personally yeah. where I don't have to see it. Mm-hmm. I just have to believe it. I trust that if it's in God's will, I'm mm-hmm. not tied to the outcome because I believe that he has my good, Jeremiah 29, 11 says he's doing things to prosper and, and not hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If I trust his plan and I'm not connected to my own personal desires mm-hmm. and outcomes, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. And if he takes me to the left, it's good. You take me to the right, it's good. So no matter what's happening, I always have to constantly think that he's in control, he's sovereign. So I have to operate in a space of trust and belief in that and not necessarily what I'm seeing. And what I find is his what he's developing mm-hmm. is so much greater than what, what my script was. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I <laughs> sit back and it's like I'm, I'm sitting there with him, looking down on myself yeah. in the moment right now eating mm-hmm. some popcorn and I'm looking at him saying oh that was good right there oh, <laughs> I wouldn't even have thought of that one. Oh, man. Yeah, all right look right and so yeah. I have to just trust that and I think that if we can teach our children that mm-hmm. not get tied to outcomes just do the processes that there are going to be some wins and losses mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we have to learn from the experience of loss to mm-hmm. be able to, to appreciate the success in, in winning because now we learn something from winning after we lose. Mm-hmm. We know how the loser feels mm-hmm. and we know how to respond to them in that mm-hmm. moment and have compassion mm-hmm. for the person who didn't win that day. Yeah. And I think sometimes when you're winning all the time, the expectation is I don't, you have no emotional attachment or compassion to understand mm-hmm. what it was like to lose. So yeah. I think we have to experience both to mm-hmm. have success and be a better value to others in life. The greats say that, you know, Michael Jordan says that, Tom Brady says that, LeBron says that, Kobe said that, like they talk about the, the benefits that they experienced from the losses and how that was instrumental in helping them to grow to GOAT status, right? So you, because we're almost out of time, you both said something that I want to connect together and, and give a, 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 a final thought. Um, Carla, when you touched on challenging those negative thoughts, I wanted to speak to that real quick because a lot of people, people tell me all the time, Dr. Pitts, I don't know how to, to fix my stuff. I don't, I don't know how to do it. And what I say to folks is that when you're questioning whether or not, whether your thinking is accurate, test it. And what I mean by testing it is do the concrete facts actually support what you're thinking? Well, they don't like you. Did they tell you that they don't like you? Did 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 the coach tell you that they were going to bench you? Did did they tell you that they were going to cut you? Did they tell you that you were going to get traded? And it's not to suggest that there aren't signs at times, but even with that, you still can't make assumptions, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to challenge the thought in the moment and say, do the facts support what I'm thinking? And if the immediate facts don't support what you're thinking, to your point, Ted, you need to come up with an alternative option. And I tell folks, pick three. 
what what are the alternatives that could really be going on that aren't necessarily the negative things that you're thinking mm -hmm. so that was the other thing the other part point that I wanted to tie to, and, and you, we, we talked about pressure, right? And I want to reframe that in the word of stress. What, I, right, Ted, false evidence appearing real. It, yep, it, exactly. And, and we touched, we alluded to it. I want to give some clarity. Our athletes, just like our coaches and everybody else, they learned how to manage stress. They learned how to think. They learned how to process information from their family of origin and from their circumstances. And it's not to say that people think exactly the way the other people that they grew up around did, but it sure is a foundational pillar that informs people's thought lives, right? So I, I encourage people to begin to question, why do I think the way I do? P particularly those who, who are prone to stamp things negative and to find themselves engaging in all of that negative self-talk and the, the negative behaviors that come with it, start to question, why do I think this way? Why do I suffer from anxiety? Why do I tend to default to catastrophic thinking? Why do I think that everybody's out to get me and that it's, you know, it's going to all turn out bad? That's learned. Mm -hmm. that, kids come out the womb innocent and pure. Yeah. All of that toxic, negative, self-defeating, self-deprecating thinking styles, that's learned. And we have to unlearn it. And how a big part of how you unlearn it is you have to connect yourself to people, places, and things that are going to teach you, breathe life into you to help you to do what? What's the word of God say? transform you by the renewing of your mind. mind you have to renew your mind because if you don't renew your mind everything else is going to go to pot that's why the real battle is here mm -hmm. is here if you can be robbed of your righteous mind everything else will follow Mm -hmm. The most innocent definition of mental illness, the purest, most elementary definition of mental illness is sickness in your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're going to leave you with today, folks. The choice is yours. There is medicine available to help you treat your negative thinking but you have to choose to take the medicine, but it starts with you. I am so honored that you two shared today with me. I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Ted is always, he's always, I call it for a long time before you got as busy as you are and, and, and you went to the next dimension, like y'all were my go-to, but I'm like, oh, I can't be here, rescue me. I am, I am humbled. I am grateful. I am so incredibly thankful for both of you. Um, I'm excited about all of the extraordinary things that are going on in both of your lives. Um, just good stuff, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> Let's please, please, please stay connected. Um, I shared some good news with you all before we went live. So I'll keep you informed about that because right. when we, when we have the big, 
shebang, you know, if, hey. if your schedules permit, would love for you to pop in. If you can't be here physically, at least pop in virtually. Um, because God is doing some things in the DFW Metroplex. And I am Ooh. so thankful and so grateful. And I do, I count you both as as sister and brother and friend and colleague. And I'm so thankful for your willingness to share today with me. And Ronnie and his crazy behind, thanks you too. <laughs> Tell Ronnie I say, hey. I will do that. I will do that. Well, look, folks, that's all we have for House Talk pregame today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Ronnie will be back. We've got spring is on fire, y'all. We got some <laughs> great guests lined up for the remainder of the spring. It's going to be some awesome, awesome, awesome um, additional episodes coming down the pike. So tune in. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Apple Podcast, Spotify. We're everywhere. <laughs> We're everywhere. So check us out. Give us some love. Spread the word. Tell folks that this this content is life transforming, life changing. Thank you all. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.